Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Chat with E. This is Elsie and I'm so happy to hear that we are trying to work together in this dreadful time of this pandemic. However, the other day we had the um, election day and we're still waiting for results. Um, you know, I don't talk about politics on this podcast but i just wanted to say that we all right now are under anxiety waiting around for these uh, results um but i'm gonna be honest with you covid is still around the numbers are going up again so please wear your mask and wash your hands i have so much to say on this episode and i look forward to your feedback so let's get into this chit chat Well, I have been, been watching an old show on Hulu called The Boat Type. I'm connected because it really is what I love to do about writing and fashion and all that good stuff. Anyway, Melora Hardin um, plays Jacqueline, which is the boss on the show. And she has, she's very inspiring and she's really an incredible woman. I have to say, and the things that she says to the writer on the show are really inspiring to me. Um, she tells her, put yourself into the, like if she has an interview, she goes, put your own experience into it so you can write a good story. And every time she, every time she comes back, I want to write about everything. She makes me so inspired. And that's why I'm really connected to the show. And you know, the show's not really about her. It's about three young ladies that are, um, are working at this, uh, fashion magazine, um, company and they dress really well because you know they're always in that fashion closet and one of them is a writer one of them is into social media and the other one she is a fashionista and the show a fashion stylist and it's a it's an amazing show i've been binge watching it i already watched the whole thing however i don't like the way it ends i'm not gonna spoil it for you but i don't like the way it ends and it kind of threw me off when it didn't recontinue so that's pretty much that but I'm telling you right now, Jacqueline on the show is the shit. She really is amazing. She she shows her vulnerability. Um, she shows her strength. She shows how she protects these girls. She shows her, uh, she's a friend. Um, she's gorgeous. I mean, she's a gorgeous woman and they dress her well. The fashion stylist that dresses her on that show makes that woman, oh my God. She wears the, the clothing well. She, she's adorable. I love her. I love her. I want to be her. She's, she's actually, I know it's just a character, but she plays it so well that it makes you feel like, I've seen her in other uh, roles, but I, um, when you see her as the character on this show, it makes you feel like she really is, some part of her is really that person. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you can't just play the character and not be a little bit of that character. You know what I mean? So um, she's great. She's a great actress. I love, 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 love her. And I love the show. I love the writing on the show. And... Um, now when she t when when the girls she's stuck on writing or she writes something bring it back bring it back to me bring it back to me oh my god she's like the greatest boss and she knows like she ugh, I love her I love her and not to mention she is hot as fuck <laughs> her outfits oh my god she is a badass woman you guys know what I mean right I just wanted to say I really 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 um enjoy watching Melora Hardin playing Jacqueline on um it's called the bow type 
and it's on Hulu. Uh, all the repeats if you guys want to binge watch. Let me tell you, retired Navy SEAL David Noggins is not only incredibly gorgeous, um, he's a badass guy. Uh, he's the toughest man on earth. That's how they described him. Um, he was the only man in the armed forces to ever complete SEAL training, U.S. Army Ranger School, and Air Force Tactical Air Controller training. Imagine that? That's crazy. Um, and he also holds the pull-up record for 4,030 and 17 hours and over 60 ultra marathon races. I am impressed with this guy. I'm sure everybody is. Um, his story is so inspiring. And let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, his dad was a wife beater. A lot of us can relate to that. He said that when he was a little boy, I think he said about eight years old, something like that. He he was once he once got involved and his dad um beating his mom and um his dad beat him so bad from his neck down he was bruised imagine that his mom saw that then finally got the courage to leave her for his father um but then they moved to a little town which was like run by kkk you know a lot of um caucasians um lived in this town and he said he used to receive death threats and he was like the, one of the only families, uh, African-American families uh, out of a few that lived in the town. And his mom had three jobs and he confessed he used to cheat his way to school until she finally found out um, that he wasn't going to school. He was missing a lot of school. And then he said that's when he broke and he got into like a depression and gained a lot of weight. I'm not going to lie. He looked fine when he was heavy, too. Then after one day, after uh, one day, he, he said that he reflected on his fears and he said he saw a Navy soldiers um, working on TV and they were swimming. And he, he was scared to swim and all that. But he said that he considered those guys real men. So that was the day he realized that nobody was coming to help him. To make a long story short, he, he got into his 20s and he decided to confront his dad. Then realized that his dad never dealt with his own shit and put that on his him and his mom. He said that he wasn't going to do that. He said that he was obsessed with Rocky. Remember Rocky, the movie Rocky? And he said during the Apollo Creed fight, Rocky was losing. And he said that Creed's expression changed his life. Because, you know, Rocky kept getting up while he was beating him up. And he kept getting up and getting up and getting up. He said that when he saw the expression, um, he said that Rocky took Apollo's soul um, that day because he kept getting up and he said he wanted to be like that so um he went to hell week and it was 130 hours of continuous training and that explains why my stepson lost so much weight um, during hell week for himself because he's in the army it's great advice it's hard to take when you're going through the experience but it's great advice uh he said you have to push out of that his mom crying in the audience during the speech, that's what got me. I mean, you know, I cry for little things like that. Um, not little. That was kind. Of, that was big. He said, but in his speech, this is what he said: "Thank you for never picking me up when I fell." I mean, the lady had three jobs. I don't think she had time to even pick him up. He had to keep going, you know, because what was she gonna do? She she was working three jobs trying to get by, and um, she needed him to be strong, you know. Um, he said a lot of people die. A lot of people die never truly starting their journey. It's true. It's true, you know, you know, a lot of us don't um, reach out to doing things that we want to do because we're afraid to go through those barriers. And um, it's not fair because we should live our life, to, you know, to the fullest. 
Oh, David is such a badass and very inspiring. Um, he he inspired me to keep going, and I hope you guys can get something from his story. I found a story on Goldcast, and they have truly other great stories. But this one, this one was amazing, and his book is amazing it's about also the same kind of you know concept of what he was going through and everything it's called can't hurt me and it kind of says it you know can't hurt me meaning he kept going through that pain so um i really you know i I'm, you know I'm, I'm not here to endorse anybody but um but you know i i, I give credit where credit is due and and navy seal david noggins i love you you're the best thank you Another show that I watch was only in Iceless. <laughs> I think I say it wrong. Iceless, Iceless. You know, it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I am. I really love the show. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna um, play the segment for you, but I just want to tell you a little bit about it before I go. It's in this episode. Um, it's season one, episode five, and it's called Money for Nothing. And um, Bazzoli and um, Iceless, Iceless are fighting because she goes and she tells her, listen, you know, what's going on? Because the guy that, that, that they were investigating was Iceless' ex-boyfriend. And he was dirt, uh, he was like filthy rich and it was crazy. So she got into an argument with her that she even mentioned Christopher Columbus. It was a badass scene. I'm going to play it for you. I really, really loved it. I loved, I mean, her comeback was the best. What are you doing the autopsy on a Sunday? We're gonna cancel all the Kundalini, Pilau, Riku yoga classes. Kundalini is sacred energy work. Pilau is a savory rice dish, and I am pretty sure that you made up that last word. I'm sorry I'm not as educated as you and your deluxe friends. Thanks for the support with them, by the way. Their brother just died. I'm sorry I couldn't stand there and just let you badger his family. Badger? Is that how you describe how I do my job? And since when do you rush the science? I'm not rushing anything. You're scrambling to finish out the autopsy. The governor called. He would like the reports right away. Of course he did. Did you have a nice chat? Maybe tonight you could attend the opera with some senators and then afterwards go out on the veranda and smoke big rolled up wads of hundreds. These people are not the enemy. Yet yeah, neither was Columbus. Tell that to the Native Americans he killed with smallpox. The Fairfields helped build this city. My grandfather was an iron worker. He helped build this city. Okay, so, so what are we arguing about here? History, or are you just mad at me for who my friends are? This is about work, okay? I, I've, I've just never seen you hugging suspects before. We don't even know what happened here. If this was an accidental drowning, there are no suspects. So you're hoping it's an accident? Are you hoping it was a murder? I'm doing my job like I always do. Why don't you do yours? I am. And as a medical examiner, it is my job to determine the cause and the manner of death. So I'll tell you whether there's a case here or not. Maybe I'll just figure it out for myself. <laughs> that was funny, right? <laughs> she doesn't play. She comes back with some facts. You don't play around. I love that show. Again, it was season five, episode five, and it's called Money for Nothing. You got to watch it. It's so funny. I know it's just a show, but it's like so amazing how they connect. They're like best friends, sisters, and the sisterhood on the show is very strong. And um, I just love it. I love the show. I love shows like that. And it's about crime and all that, you know, it's medical and all that stuff. It's really cool. It's a really cool show. I love it. 
David Bernard, one of my favorite reporters, um, is amazing. He's an amazing guy. I love him. Um, he has a quote here. I'm going to tell you the quote. As a Catholic who went to Catholic school all my years was an altar boy, lector, and discerned whether to enter the priesthood. I never imagined a pope endorsing same-sex unions. Pope Francis has saying homosexual people have the right to be in a family. They are children of God. That's David Bernard, one of my favorite reporters. Uh, he quoted um, he, he quoted that right after Pope Francis decided to allow homosexual people, uh, you know, to get married in church. This is amazing. Quite frankly, it's long overdue. And I have to say, I didn't know David wanted to be a priest. <laughs> It's a good-looking guy. He has a relationship, so it's really, uh, it's really amazing to hear that he wanted to be a priest. Okay, I don't know why I found this so funny, but I don't need to remind people, you know, remind you guys that people are dropping like flies around us. I mean, it's so I don't know how it's so hard to comprehend why people don't want to wear their mask and take precautions. Listen, my niece had COVID, and by the way, she had, she and thousands of people, that, the way they describe it, I don't even want it. I don't want any of that. I don't want to be sick like that. I don't. The sickness takes you out. So why is it so hard to understand? It's crazy how people want to go against this. Well, in this story, so apparently in Williamsburg, they wanted to have 1,000 people at a wedding during COVID time, guys. I mean, you can have as many people in your wedding. That's on you, how much you want to spend. But uh, why? Why right now you want to do that? You know what I mean? Why right now? I don't understand that. And um, they were planning, and they, they didn't care. They were planning a large wedding in Williamsburg. And the thing about this is that scares me is that they get sick, and then what happens? Then that spreads all over the place. You can get married. You just can't have 1,000 people at your wedding. You get the same result. And at the end of the day, it's also cheaper. <laughs> He's right about that. It is more cheaper uh, to have uh, less people at your wedding, especially in New York. Um, but as a Latina, you know the Latinos, what they're going to say? You deserve a peco, Better yet, un chancletazo, because we can't touch Jeez, dumb, dumb, dumb. The shit that gets me is that they don't mind spreading shit. Governor Como is hilarious. Sometimes you can tell he's from New York. <laughs> that was just the craziness that I saw happening. Um, now, from a personal experience, I'm going to tell you something, guys. You know, I was on a... Um, on one of these sites and um you know i have little conversations and things like that and i won't mention the sites because of private you know privacy reasons but woohoo super funny guys are super sensitive and absolutely amusing at times i was talking to this guy um who wasn't really the usual type of person that i you know talk to or date or anything like that however we started with conversations and I'm all for great conversations. I asked him to read my ceremony for a wedding that I was about to perform. And because it's always good to have another set of eyes to look at anything that you're writing. You know, it's good to have someone else look at it to give you their feedback. 
Uh, however, I made a mistake with this dude. I should have just asked one of my friends, um, but because because he took it to the to the asshole, he started with all the sensitive woman shit that I'm very sensitive and all this other stuff. You know, I'm known to be romantic because I, you know, every woman, I mean, most women love romance, but I'm not extra like that. So I was hysterical when he he thought that of me, and I actually I didn't care, but whatever. So um, not to mention, I think he, I think honestly, I think what happened. <laughs> I think what really happened <laughs> uh, was that I, um, I told them about a, a young couple that I met because I called them the night that was um I was so excited about the wedding and stuff and I uh, I called him and I spoke to him um, um about FaceTime maybe he didn't like the way I looked that was one another thing um but I um I I spoke to him in reference to a couple that I met um they've been together for eight years. But they aren't, you know, I asked the question, I have the right, I'm a marriage efficient, hello. I asked them, are you guys getting married or thinking about marriage? And um, they were like, mm, 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 you know, kind of like withdrew, with, they kind of withdrew from me. But then they were like, they opened up a little bit. But I'm sorry, I might be wrong. There are a young couple, the girl I believe is like 27, the guy's 32. So maybe eight years sounds a little bit. Like, you know, time, right? So maybe eight years sounds like a little bit of time for them. I mean, for me, it sounds like a long time for a couple to be together and not be thinking about the next step. So, um, but then they opened up and they said, oh, we might have a, a destination wedding. We're probably planning that or whatever this and that. You know, and I was like, oh, that's great. So they spoke about it. They were speaking about marriage and things like that. Uh, it doesn't have to be marriage, guys. I know, you know, I'm talking about, but, but love is strong, you know, and, and the love should be strong. The communication should be strong. And, you know, they should be thinking about next step. If, even if they say, we're not going to marry, we're going to buy a house. You know, oh, oh we're not going to get married. We're going to have kids without, you know, whatever the case may be. That's, you know, to me, eight years is a long time um, for a young couple. And it's probably just right there for them to be talking about the next step. But that's just me, you know. And I was just saying, I really hope my daughter, you know, doesn't hang around for like 10 years, 15 years for some guy. And then they don't even get married. They don't do anything. So that was my um, my thought on that. And I even told him, for example, he has a daughter, a young daughter. And I said, but what if your daughter stays with someone, you know, I, I approached the guy, I told him about it, you know, I gave him the concept and he kind of looked at me like, well, not everybody wants to get married, but it wasn't only about marriage. That's, that's what, and he probably thought I was talking about myself, but I was talking about a young couple. You know, once you're my age, you've already been through it and stuff, you, you, you have a different idea, but this was a young couple that have not gotten anything yet. And they were like deciding on things and things like that. So I was just asking that question. And I was saying, but what if he's your daughter and your daughter is your daughter with a, a guy for like 10 years or eight to 10 years? What are you going to say? Oh, um, you're not going to question it. You're not going to say, oh, how, what are you guys doing? Like, what's, what's going on? What's the next step? Right. Without, without being intrusive, of course. And he was like, well, I told my daughter, I'll talk to her and then, you know, I'll, I'll let her do what she wants. I said, of course, you're going to let them do what they want. Silly man. Like, of course, you're going to let them do what they want. They're going to do what they want. Anyway, I'm just saying you will question it a little bit because you don't want. I've seen couples together for like a long time. High school sweethearts forever together. And then next to you know it, the girl's 30 years old and they still haven't got married. And she's getting older and they're still together and then finally, when she's 35, they break up. So now she's 35, and now she has to have kids at 35 plus. Hello. That's the only thing I was thinking about. I really don't think um, there's a time limit, of course. But there is, uh, when you're in a relationship, 
the questions should be asked. I don't think it should be like a you, you're in, you know you know you're just wondering what's gonna happen next. So um, that was my thing on that. So I asked a few fathers. I'm not gonna lie. I asked a few fathers, and they gave me their input. So I got input for some, from two dads, and uh, well, he three dads because I asked him and he gave me that input, and. Um, one of the dads said, well, I have two daughters. One is still single. But the other one, when she was 25, she decided to move in with her boyfriend. So they're living together. So he's, you know, so in that sense, something happened there. He said that, if, yeah, he, he would question like, hey, what's going on? Are you guys going to be? He said that he would ask them um, the question and stuff. Of course, they do what they want to do. They, You know, you, you just try to encourage them about relationships and, you know, and um, what kind of, you know, decisions they're they're making. You just want to make sure that your kids are, are in the right space. You know what I mean? You don't want, I don't want, you know, like it's, you They have you have to let them make their own mistakes, of course, but you know, you don't want to go through the heartbreak. You know, if you know some stuff, you could probably give them a little input, you know, not without being involved. And you know what I'm saying? Without getting involved so, so much. That's what I was just saying. I wasn't saying tell them what to do. You know what I mean? But, uh, I was just being honest and true. Listen, guys, time is of the essence. And a lot of times it's taken for granted. Why make a, wo- a young woman wait so long? I say after two years, you already know what you want. And if your relationship is what you want and maybe four or five years. But after that, I'm not saying you have to be married, but there has to be something built for the future. I mean, if you're really thinking about the future, um, you don't want to be stuck in, in, in a situation that you don't, you know, you have to start over again. The conversations need to be real. I speak from experience and just by watching too many broken hearts, male and female. Now, if you feel like it's pressure, then maybe the relationship isn't what you want. Like if you feel like it's pressure, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And you feel pressure, maybe it's not what you should be in. You know, you shouldn't be in a relationship if you don't feel like that. You know, sorry guys, that's just how I feel. So I think I scared that guy <laughs> because he probably thought I was talking about me and him and it could have been a lot of other things who knows he probably thought I was ugly he probably didn't like the way I looked uh, maybe he sort of you know maybe I don't know what the hell I don't care he ghosts me connecting into that conversation I also um, remember I have a friend that her husband and her weren't on board with a guy wasting their daughter's time after graduation and her passing the board test to become a physical therapist they were like okay it's been years What's next with this relationship? And it was obvious he wasn't there. He broke their daughter's heart when she was asking, you know, inquiring about, are they going to get married? What they're going to do next? And things like that. And then after that, they're like, he can't come back. He broke up with her. And they they were like, okay, bye. Don't come back. Does it sound right? No. But is it reality? Yeah. They're looking out for their daughter. They made it clear to her that it might not even ever happen with this dude. Um, She was with the guy for about nine years through high school and college. So, yes, they broke up, not because of the parents. This is what happened. Before she graduated, he broke up with her, leaving her heartbroken. And they took the opportunity to say he has to go. And that was that. They didn't want him back for her daughter. I can see why. Nine years and then all, and because she graduated and everything, the guy broke up with her. Sometimes get, guys get intimidated when the girls are becoming more successful as well. And he sees that she's moving up. But instead of saying, okay, I got to step up the game, he decided to break up with her and break her heart. So you see, I'm not crazy of asking what's the next step. 
So there you have it. Since we're on the subject of dad's opinions, let me tell you. So there you have it. Since we're on the subject of dad's opinions, let me tell you about one of my favorite daddy-daughter duos. Oh my God, the cutest. IG handles are um, Chico's Chico De Solo and um, I am Brooke Monroe. Love them. Oh my God, so cute. A girl, she has beautiful hair. She's adorable. Her father's handsome and they sing together. And um, they, they, you know, he speaks to her about certain things and they're, um, they're so adorable. Let me, the best thing that they do is they sing together and he, it's like old time, um, soul music. And the girl, she balls it out. She gets into it. It's so cute. I love them. I love them. You gotta follow them. Um, I am Brooke Monroe. Um, she is the little girl, and the dad is Chico Di Solo. <laughs> That's their handle on IG. You guys gotta follow them. I don't know about you, but every time I see the movie Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg, I get goosebumps. With all that beautiful singing, the moment they are quietly singing and then they get into it, just had to say that. I was watching it the other day and I was, oh my God, I love this movie. I love it. I love that movie. That's one of my favorites, um, movie that Whoopi Goldberg was in. And I think she did like two or three of them. It was really good. Another one of my favorite things is it's always fun to see couples have fun with each other. And Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Roman are hysterical. They posted in their IG <laughs> and Jerry's crazy. <laughs> he was trying out, you know, those collars that they put on the dogs, um, so they don't go out of the perimeter of the property. They get zapped. Well, he was trying it out. <laughs> it actually zaps. If they try and go out, they get zapped. So it brings them back. And it goes according to their weight. And it's supposed to be harmless. But, you know, I was thinking about getting I said, oh, I'm not getting that. What am I, crazy? Because I didn't want my dog to run out. But I told her not to. And now she learned. That's crazy. So I was actually considering getting that. But then I thought, what the fuck was I thinking? I mean, <laughs> my baby, Andito. Anyway, he tried it on himself and kept making it go higher and higher until it zapped him so hard. <laughs> it zapped him so hard, he flew to the ground. <laughs> He's crazy. And they, um, they, they will spoil alert in the, in the, in the message after that, after that demonstration, they never used it on the door. <laughs> Oh my god. And then in the end, it was so funny because when he jumped, like he jumped, the German shepherd jumped in, like what happened? <laughs> that zappy thing is crazy. They didn't they use that on Magnum PI with the double mint pinches? <laughs> Damn man, that means those dogs, Pedito. They were taking a they were taking a lot of hits, and that was back then when they were testing out that stuff. Now it's probably a better models, but oh my god. Uh, Dito, now I'm thinking about it. That was mean. Uh, another thing I love is um Scary Mommy, I'm always mentioning it on my podcast. And trust me, I don't have, they're not, they don't endorse me or anything like that. I just, <laughs> I just find them funny. The posts are always so, so much fun to read. And this particular one, the little girl is definitely a dad's girl. Uh, let me read it to you. It says, my husband was grilling outside when we got an unexpected storm with lots of thunder and lightning. My daughter ran to the door and said, daddy, please come in. It's not safe. I love you. It's almost, it almost melted my heart. Almost because she follows her declaration of love for her dad with, Mommy can, can do it. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> she was like, Mom can do it. Meaning, let Mom go get hit by lightning. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. These kids are funny. I mean, <laughs> the things they say is, is so real. Self-love. I've never felt like I needed to change. I've always thought if you want somebody different, pick someone else. That was by Melissa McCarthy, um, and that was from The Closer Weekly. Isn't that cool? Melissa, she has some confidence. She's the one from um, Bridesmaids, that she was the, the sister with like took all the dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. I was all the one that she pooped in the sink. <laughs> oh, my God. But she said, you know, she's right. You know what? I she, she felt like she didn't have to change. If you want, you know, if you don't want me, go. Next, that's exactly what she was saying in her little quote. Uh, imagine that. Um, she's amazing. And it takes that kind of confidence to be happy. You know, I once heard a guy say, I need somebody to take care of me. All I heard was me and nothing else. It's a two-way street, ladies and gentlemen. In my eyes, one shouldn't be more happier than the other in their relationships. No matter what kind of relationship it is, friendship, marriage, siblings, family, everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't be the only one, you know, the other person shouldn't be the one happy with you. And, and, you know, and you're like not getting the fullness of it. You know, it goes both ways in every relationship. I always say in every relationship, friendships, siblings, family, everything. And it's, this is what gets me all the time. People think it's really about them. And sometimes they don't realize that they're not being that person to you, you know? So Melissa's quote brought out how love really should be like, and the guy brought out how love shouldn't be like. Um, being loved by someone who genuinely loves themselves comes with a different type of assurance. And you know, you're being loved from a place of want and not need someone in, is loving you because they went to and not because of lack of love they have for themselves. So, you know, when somebody says, uh, uh, she did this for me, that's why I stood with her, that's not really love. That's like your convenience, not hers. It's also a part of being able to appreciate others as well. A lot of times I see women going against other women or bring them down just because they're successful in different ways. But women who love themselves are able to celebrate and love other women. I've always been supportive of all the ladies around me and I've always raised my hand when they needed my support. And I'm still that person. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm still that person. I look at it this way. If I know you, you're already great. Right? And the more you succeed, it's more opportunity for me to come visit you on that beautiful house on the hill. Or use your services as a lawyer or a doctor, makeup artist. Whatever it may be, I am supportive of you. Because I love you. I, I love I love the fact that you have done this stuff. And I can also, you know, con and use you. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I, I really am supportive of my friends. I am very proud of all the friends that I know. And Eight self-care lessons learned from fairy tales. I thought this was a cute little list. And I wanted to read it to you. You won't get things right 100% of the time. Which is true. We're not always right. You are stronger than you think. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself even when no one else does. That's right. You have to believe in yourself because that's all you have. Your space is sacred. Clean or declutter it today. 
very important. Be a main character in your own story. Start a new chapter today. Don't give up on your happily ever after. That's right, guys. Love is always real. Protect and enforce your boundaries. They are important. And give yourself what you need. Oh, that's a blessing and manifesting just for yourself. We put it out there. Womanhood put out a post that said, get your shit together. And I felt this. I felt this, guys. It says skincare, happiness, inner peace, and time. Who else felt that? Boom. Right there. Oprah Magazine posted a wedding. And instead of a flower girl, they had a flower man. And he had it. <laughs> Even if you trust someone, don't tell them everything. Yes, yes, and yes. It's never what you think, ladies and gentlemen. Even if they don't repeat it and say they haven't formed an opinion, it's human nature. And regardless of what it is, there will always be an opinion within them. This is why you have you have to not care what people think of you. And you truly have to love yourself. No one's perfect. So just live your life. And if you really want to talk, I suggest going to a therapist who is a stranger and you actually don't give a shit about what they think. Whenever you let something out about yourself, no matter what, whoever you're telling, it could be a secret, whatever, they're going to form that opinion of you no matter what. It's just human nature. I want a session with Gustavo Portraits. He's on IG. I'm a little nervous, but I'm looking at his vlogs and he looks like a nice guy and his work is amazing. I'll give you an update once I go through the session. Another shout out to this photographer that goes out into the world and convinces strangers to participate in many photo shoots. His IG is Alexander the Great. And oh my God, he's so inspiring. I love people. And this guy is doing something wonderful. For example, he stopped a girl who later on her boyfriend came along and he got some real shots, some real genuine loving shots. Oh my God, I love them. So beautiful. The people leaving them, that moment feeling beautiful. And that's such a wonderful feeling to watch. I mean, the name suits him well, Alexander the Great. Um, he even adds color smoke flares to create this magical effect. And it's gorgeous. I want to be more like him again. You know, I, I love doing that too. I'm telling you, that's what we do as photographers. We freeze time and make people feel like they're the most important person in the world. And I love doing that. I love his stuff. I'm definitely inspired. And now I'm going to shoot more. Thanks, David. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for tuning in. You guys are great. And I hope to get some of your feedback. Please don't forget to subscribe. And I also have a blog, skiesocean.com. And um, that's why my, my, my daughter and I, we created a blog together. You guys, I always mention it. And Elsie in New York is my new blog. The links are in the details of this podcast. I appreciate the support. And if you want to come on and have a conversation, with me let's do it dm me on instagram or email me at skiesocean1 at gmail.com stay safe please wear your mask until next time ciao don't forget